Hi, pitchers. You're about to hear a podcast that was recorded before Hallmark decided to pull a commercial featuring two brides kissing due to pressure from a conservative group. They've since reversed their decision. We at Basic Pitch support diversity and inclusion. And if you want to join us, we have links to two amazing LGBTQ charities in the show notes. Yes, uh, same thing for me, uh, but, you know, I have less tact and more anger. So just translate that as you will. Happy Hallmark Days, and welcome to the sequel holiday season of Basic Pitch. I'm your Holly Jolly hostess, Paula, and I hate rom-coms, unless they're TV holiday movies, that is. Hey, hey, it's your old drinking buddy, J-Dobbs, here. And, uh, you know, Christmas is stupid, but I am a junkie for the narrative. So Paula comes and tells me these movies, and I need to hear how they end. And that's how this all started. And joining us today is writer-director Sam Weinman. Hi, Sam. Hello, friends. Hello. So, Sam, tell us a little bit about what you do in the industry. I make horror movies. I write and direct scary movies as well as Mm -hmm. I'm working on a documentary right now about queer horror. A bunch of common themes in what I do. uh, I always have LGBTQ characters. I always, I almost always have holidays involved, Mm -hmm. actually. I've made uh, a number of Christmassy films. I love Christmas horror. Like which films? I made a film called Santa Land. I made uh, a movie called, this is wild, because I just posted a clip of it. A movie called Furbots, which is about killer Furbies at New Year's. <laughs> it's set in 1999. I'm, I'm super sold. Oh, so it's a period piece Oh, it's too? a period oh. piece. It's a trash film. <laughs> I it is. Uh, I sent it to my reps, and when they were when I first signed with them, at, and they they were like, "How about we just lead with your best foot first? Oh. And so that led me to the quiet room. Everybody else gets to see that, but which is know, on Shutter? Which is on Shutter? Yeah. Um, and the quiet room, I even snuck in a little bit of Christmas. It's there if you're looking for it, um, including one of the songs. But nice. uh, yeah, you can catch the quiet room on Shutter or uh, Crypt TV, depending on. Whatever you want, depending on how many ads you want. (laughs) (laughs) It's ad free and formatted correctly on Shutter. (laughs) There we go. That's the best ad we've heard for Shutter all. Well, Shutter's killing it because they just did horror noir, and then Mm -hmm. the documentary I'm working on is the follow up to that. Oh, rad! While that explored black representation in horror films, I'm exploring queer representation in horror films, and I'm like kind of right in the middle of it as we speak. I I just got back from an interview. How? far back does it go i'm curious what's what's kind of an early uh, being a being a, i like an old movie what's the earliest one i have one in my head what do you got before me well <laughs> it starts before movies we'll see oh, you know fantastic. obviously i'm still at, okay. and this is my dream because i'm, I'm gonna be like here's the 900 minute cut <laughs> of our queer yeah. horror doc and they're gonna be like 90 minutes please um but for me it starts with gothic literature and carmilla and okay. uh, oh, of course yes. yeah and and we can't even explore 1970s lesbian vampire films if we don't talk about Carmilla and Carmilla led to Dracula and Dracula led to Nosferatu which of Mm -hmm. course was directed by a gay man Mm -hmm. right so that's kind of the start of things where were you thinking oh I just I went immediately and it was I knew there was before that but I just like and I know you have to have Dracula's daughter involved I live for Dracula's (laughs) daughter I remember the first time I saw that and it was just like how are they getting away with this? It's it's so overt and like, wonderful, but you're like, oh, I thought that wasn't okay. That you know, it's amazing. And the tagline on that film, oh, she gives it? you that weird feeling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dracula's daughter, I see you. <laughs> I always like to gauge somebody just to get to know them a little better. My question for you that I've been asking all season: What is your favorite holiday special? 
Oh, uh, the Muppet Family Christmas. Oh, I didn't. Sorry, that, no yeah. hesitation. But Muppet I, Family. Uh, the I don't know why because it's not good. I don't want anybody to run out and be like Sam Weinman recommended this. <laughs> it's got to be. But it was cherished. And I'm because I'm misfiring because I have two Muppet Christmas things and neither of them are it's that. Neither one. It's which, not yeah, the which one, one are we talking about? Of. Yeah, so, and it's and it's not Christmas Carol. Muppet Family Christmas yeah. was kind of this like almost variety show. It's like everybody in the Muppet universe shows up to this house, and it's like the the guy that had Fraggle Rock in his basement. They're, mm-hmm. Like the Fraggles are there. They're downstairs. Oh, they're watching okay. home movies. It's so the Muppet Babies, mid- but it was like a backdoor pilot for it. So late, late. Mid late 80s, I, yeah, late. I think it was 1989, if okay. I'm not mistaken. But here's right. where it gets tricky: is it wasn't actually they couldn't put it out after that because of the conflicts with all of the characters and mm-hmm. and Had particularly Muppet stuff. Babies. And so there was like one quick DVD release, I think, where they cut out like half of the movie. So I watched it growing up on like this old VHS that I would just watch it with all this like the old Sprite commercials and all the Christmas nostalgia from right the 80s. Way. And that to me is the movie. Mm-hmm. That said. I just found out. I think it's on Disney Plus. Oh yeah. So I gotta oh, find out it? if it's the. I, I don't. You find I, out so which cut. Gotta it see is. if it's the one. Well, because Disney probably owns the rights to everything. It's possible. It's it's intact. And it's a special place in my heart. But I love Christmas I like in that. general. Like I I fucking love it. So we could also just go down that road. So, <laughs> go yeah. deep into it. But no, that's a that's a good deep cut. I like it a lot. Now before we start, I'm gonna give our standard disclaimer. We're not doing this to make fun of these movies. We like to talk about how quickly they're produced and because of that, how much these have to adhere to a standard structure because you only have 12 to 16 shooting days. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I always say, they are a, to me, I'm in awe of them as a piece of industrial art. They, they, They have to fit in this exact shape and yet somebody had to make it. It wasn't, they're not truly pouring it into a mold. They have to make a mold every time, even though they're told what the mold looks like. And that's hard enough and amazing. So I, I, I love them from that end. And also, I will add, <laughs> I love all of the ways in which they just are. I think you yes. can love something and celebrate it and still poke at it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just my queer sensibility. Th- this is my love of the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Same. I, it is a 50-50 split of le- sincerity and irony. It's great. I cannot believe more people don't just sit down and read that to filth like my family does every <laughs> Thanksgiving morning. We are just back and forth. I want all the hot takes from all these like newscasters I don't even know. Oh, mm-hmm. 100%. And I, if anybody watched this year, Butter Guy mm-hmm. was the star. Do you see Butter Guy? I did not tell oh, me. Butter Guy, uh, he was a guy in a butter costume and he kept uh, on two different occasions kind of assaulted Al Roker and it was... Oh, yikes. Wonderful, actually. He just started shouting. He was like, I'm sure he was just like, he's like a struggling actor or, or stand-up or something. And every time he saw El Roker, he just ran into the shot and was like, put butter on everything. Butter on your turkey. Butter on your... And it was, he was the star to the point where like the anchors were like, hey, you and you and butter guy are doing great. Like even they got that it was, mm. it was the most exciting thing of the, the, the day. Uh, Which is why I'm dressed like butter guy right now. <laughs> butter <laughs> this true. man was literally dressed like a stick of butter. Just rubbing butter on your skin doesn't make you butter guy. Okay, but it does make me glisten. It does. Like it it does. looks good, right? It's, it's good. nice. It's gonna. It, it really accentuates the tan. It's the odor, though. I'm concerned with in in this chair. I just. Yeah. Bet. It's the open. If you have any open wounds, I I took first aid, and I know that that's bad. They say, it's the first thing they teach you in first aid is, on a burn, 
don't put butter on it. And it's like, I guess it's an old timey thing. But I remember being in a first aid class and all of our reaction is, why would you put butter on a burn? <laughs> if you want it to taste better. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now, this episode's Christmas Carol is A Christmas Miracle. Sam, J. Dobbs, based on the title, A Christmas Miracle from Hallmark. Let me hear your elevator pitches about what this film is about. That is literally... Somehow you topped yourself in the most generic title that we've ever had on the show. I know, but you chose the most generic title. You got you got one. I'll, I'll jump in. Otherwise, yeah, go for it. Okay, I'm gonna go just because I I have no no other thoughts of miracles that don't involve spirituality. I'm going it is the Christmas tale of the 1984 hockey team. The, miracle, the famous Miracle on Ice, mm-hmm. I believe it was 84. And uh, so it is It is the, It is is the. about the inn where they stayed uh, the night before they won the uh, Winter Olympics. Sam? <laughs> so, if that's not it, you're wrong. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> this is probably going to be incredibly specific, but um, my Christmas queen is Christina Milian. I will Ooh. watch any Christmas movie with her. So to me, Christmas Miracle would be um, Christina Milian is just really failing with dating. And so she writes a letter to Santa Claus to to ask for a real man to come. And then he shows up. And then as they start to date, she realizes that he's just her Christmas miracle. And that after Christmas is over, he might disappear. And so what's she going to do? Is this guy going to stick around? And how can she make it w- break the spell with maybe true love or the meaning of Christmas? Mm-hmm. It was originally written under the title of Santa Baby and found out that that title was not... not- <laughs> Available. <laughs> Isn't the song oh. Santa Baby? Like, like they went. I thought oh, you meant gonna... the movie. I was like, wait, have I? Did oh, I just no. describe Santa Baby? No, no, no. Um, My theory no, Santa is Santa Baby's so... different, but there is a movie. Whoever, Santa Baby. whoever Santa wrote yes, that yes. thought it was Santa Baby, and then found out there was yes. a Santa Baby. Went, damn it, that was my whole hook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I usually say those are both great guesses, but one of them was a great guess, and the other one was silly. How dare you? <laughs> My inspirational sports holiday take is amazing. More Christina Milian. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. Um, I'm going to start describing the film beat by beat, and our panelists will jump in when they think they know what's going to happen next. Can I ask for one thing? Mm-hmm. Do I? Do we know? Is it Lifetime or Hallmark? It is Hallmark. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like points. that you know well enough. Those are those are different lanes. Mm-hmm. They are. <laughs> We've talked a lot about. <laughs> Um, I'll give you another hint too. Uh, it's starring Tamara Mowry Housley, <gasps> one of one of the one, sisters. One of the from sister, 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 sister. Stop it! Yeah, I am excited, <laughs> and also uh, Twitch, right? Yes, I yeah, mean Twitches. Yeah. So we start in Denver. Tamara and her son Tyler are walking through, and she's telling Tyler it's been a while since mommy lived here, but you'll love it. It's different from Savannah, but you'll love it. <laughs> It is different from Savannah. That's the opening exposition already. Yes, yes. Well, obviously, it, I'm condensing what happened about reading the <laughs> yes. dialogue. Yes, oh, of course, but but it, even yes, so. It is you know it's yes. going to be clunky. Yes. Uh, and I had to move there because Mommy's starting a new job, and she's dropping Tyler off at winter camp where he doesn't really want to go. Not a thing. Well, like winter break camp? Winter like camp. A, in, like instead of, dra- instead of daycare? You know, I don't know. <laughs> how old? How old is Tyler? Yeah, I want to say he's about seven. Okay, okay, he's little. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, so now we cut to an office, and hot guy Marcus is a photographer, and he's showing photos of some shoes 
to his uh, boss, Valerie. She's like your typical like 40s blonde white boss lady in a suit type. Uh, 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 Callista Flockhart in uh, Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the, the boss is going to be making her life miserable because this woman um is gonna have to like represent like what it is to be a successful woman. She's probably single. The the photographer guy is gonna be an asshole. Or maybe because if he's hot immediately, but we haven't introed with a meet cute, then that means he has to be awful and teach us what like awful men are like, but he's still hot and maybe hits on the mean boss who shows that she's mean by lashing out at him. Uh, the player. Okay, okay. I, I can see that. So Marcus is showing his shoe layout. Marcus, white or black? Okay, black. Okay. To his boss, Valerie, and she's saying, these just don't pop. And he's like, they pop for me. Oh. He knows it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tamara is in the same office. She is handing out mini Christmas trees for people's desks. Oh, she's like mailroom? No, she's Valerie's new assistant. Oh, assistant. Okay. Yeah, Valerie's the editor mm-hmm. of the important magazine, Daily Lifestyle. Oh, we're going Devil, Devil Wars Prada. Okay. <sighs> and she's immediately a super great assistant. Like, Valerie comes in and is like, I need my call list. And she's like, here's your call list and your coffee. And you know? the new Harry Potter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, Valerie says, you know, December is our busiest month. This is when we get the most subscriptions. Uh, I know you're... I know. Because they're only gifts. Yeah. No one ever buys Imagine them. you open up a present and it's just a subscription in there. I mean, well, not I got one as a kid, on. but it was it was for Mad Magazine and I'd very much asked for it. But that's that's the only time it happened. Yeah, I think I might have gotten like 17 or something like that when I was a kid. You get, you get one as a teenager. Like, I wanted this. When you didn't have any money. I just love this fantasy world where, like, the magazine business is thriving. People are, (laughs) it's December. They can't keep people away from their subscriptions. Mm. Bakeries and publishing are the only two industries in this entire genre. (laughs) Uh, And Valerie says, I know you're overqualified for my assistant position, but maybe we can find you a junior staff position in January. And Tamara says, yeah, I did take time off to raise my son and freelance, but I'm really looking to get back into it. And she also says, um, do you mind if I hand out these mini Christmas trees that I got for everyone? I like to keep my small town feeling. And Valerie's like, you're so charming. The small- She's got a dead husband. I think so. I don't yeah. think that's a divorce. That's a that's a dead husband. She's a widow. Also, her small town of Savannah, Savannah. Georgia. Yes. <laughs> Took some time off. Mm-mm. And it's not lifetime, so we know she's not running from an abusive ex. Yes. She's mm-hmm. just being punished for being a woman because it's Hallmark. Yes, yes, yes. So. This is all, I mean, we're, we are clearly, we are deep in work-life balance, the main theme yes. of a Hallmark holiday yes. film. Yes. So Tamara goes into Marcus's office and tries to give him a tree, and he says, I'm not a big Christmas guy. Christmas means tighter deadlines, shorter tempers, and you're going to need all the cheer you can get uh, because you're Valerie's assistant, so why don't you keep that tree for yourself? Damn. And he says, by Friday, you'll be answering the phone, bah humbug. Ugh, I cannot wait for her to teach him the real meaning of Christmas. <laughs> so they all go to a board meeting and even older white blonde lady, who's the editor in chief or like the owner or something. I think she's the editor in chief is looking for unique holiday pitches since this is their big Christmas in, uh, issue, which they're putting they, together in they're, December. They're, they're, putting, they're putting to print after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need a story that will melt hearts. All right. And uh, yeah, oh, I made a note. They're putting together their Christmas issue while there's already a Christmas tree in the room. Yeah. So in the world of publishing, it's already too late. Is 
it's Valerie, right? The it, the assistant. Um, no, Valerie no. is the is the boss lady, but then there's an this older is... editor in chief who's... who's the top boss lady. So, question: Is Tamara Mowry already in the room? And if she's not, is she going to come in and spill something on herself and then give a brilliant idea that the older boss lady <laughs> likes because she's a little bit quirky? And at the end of it, at some sort of holiday party, she kind of gives her a nudge. Um, she is already in the room at this presentation. Yes, okay. she and Marcus are both at the board meeting along with a, brother, a bunch of other journalists. And I do have to give them props. They have one of the most diverse offices in denver in a hallmark movie in denver also yes. the most diverse boardroom in denver i suspect so uh that night Tamara goes to pick up tyler from winter camp and teacher <laughs> says yes he was a bit shy but Tamara says i'm sure he'll warm up yeah he's and new it's winter says, camp nobody's warming up <laughs> and it's denver, denver. it's freezing the, the mile high winter camp she asks tyler for his best and worst part of the day and he says the best part was you picking me up Oh. The worst part was you dropping me off. Didn't see that one coming. Wow. Was she just like flabbergasted at that point? No, she's <laughs> sort of like the sweetest, most perfect mom in the entire world. And so she's just like, oh, I don't get better, honey. You know. Okay, okay. I really want to be like, the worst part is you dropped me off. The best part, I had discovered Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> Something very <laughs> odd. Um, so they go to... Uh, like a Christmas, a festive Christmas square, like where they have like, you know. Sure. It's going to be Christmas tree, tree lighting. Yeah, stuff like that. There's a busker there playing a keyboard. I don't know if you guys have any guesses who the busker is. He's a man. He was in a very famous. Oh, okay. Famous... It's, a per... it's not Marcus. No. Okay. So Musical, we haven't met him. Uh, in the 70s, it's become quite a cult hit. What? It, it plays a lot in revival theaters. So it's Rocky Horror. Yes. It, but yeah. who from Rocky Horror? It cannot Horror? be Meatloaf. I want okay. it to be Tim Curry, but there's <laughs> yeah, no it can't be Tim way because this either. is so new. Yeah. I'm uh, Barry Boswick. It's Barry Boswick. Oh. Yeah. He's playing a keyboard in the oh, square. I hope he's magic. And Tamara and Tyler go up and meet Aunt Nancy. But she's not really an aunt. She's Tamara's best friend sure. from high school or whatever. And Aunt Nancy says, that's Santa Dean. He does this every year. <sighs> Santa Dean. Mm-hmm. He's got a big white beard and stuff too. He's not dressed like Santa, but he does have a he yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, yeah. Basswick can grow a beard. For for a little clarity, was she excited that he does this every year, or like kind yeah, of exhausted? No, by people it? are happy about it. Oh, people he comes like out and it. he sings Christmas carols for free, and everybody loves it. And he's very talented. Great. He's, he's a he's a town he's a town hero. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a fixture. Yeah. Uh, and Tamara and Nancy are talking, and Tamara says, "You know, after the divorce." I really want to show Tyler how to follow his dreams, so that's so I had oh, to come back here. Divorce. I know, right? I'm that never shocked, happens. Actually, yeah. Usually, you can't get out of a. Uh, once you're married, it's perfect unless cancer happens. Yeah, divorce is weird. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and um, Nancy says, you know, I think you come up with a holiday story to pitch to your bosses is a great way to prove yourself. And then uh, Tamara deep says, in December. <laughs> yes. And Tamara says, well, the head boss lady, the editor in chief is looking for a Christmas miracle. And Tyler says, what's a Christmas miracle? No, he did not. <laughs> and Tamara says, it's when something truly unexpected happens. So, of course, Tyler says, I want a Christmas miracle. I hope he gets it. I hope she leaves him at winter camp. <laughs> Christmas Miracle is making a friend at winter camp when you have to sleep there. And uh, so they're at home that night, and Tyler asks if he can sleep on the couch while she finishes her work. 
That's he doesn't want to go to bed by himself. Oh yeah, he, okay. he just wants okay. like I want to. I don't want to go up to the my weird bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I'm new. Mm-hmm. And Tamara says, you know, soon we'll make lots and lots of new friends. And he says that would be a Christmas miracle. Oh, that is bleak. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So she says, you just have to have faith. So he goes to sleep on the couch and she Googles something. What do you think she Googles? Uh, Definitely Black Friday sales. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's that time of year. Mm -hmm. Um, She can't just directly Google miracles. She Googles real life Christmas miracles. No, no. Yes, she does. Why do they always do that? This is like a total Lacey Chabert and Christian Mingle moment. Yeah, Yeah. Just get her on there. Like typing in the exact thing that she's looking at on the TV. Okay. Mm-hmm. Christmas. And it's like in a fake Google. It's like, it's like Christmas Scroogle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scroogle. Oh God, it's Scroogle. Like Scrooge. So the next day, Marcus is at work early and he sees Tamara there too. And she's working on a story of her own. And he says, you know, if you want me to see it, I'll give you some free advice. So she prints it out and leaves it with him. And later he's like, it's, this is interesting. This is a good pitch, but Valerie's one you have to win over. My advice is catch her in a private moment, keep your pitch brief, and then stop when she gives you a nod. That's how you know that she likes it and you should move forward with it. Oh, these are all good. Every oh. one of these rules is going to be morally <laughs> followed. I hope that this is like a comedic moment where like somebody has an itchy sweater and she's like nodding at the wrong thing and then she thinks she's in and it's like a whole thing. But I feel like it's actually not. She's just going to go in there, pitch it and get the nod. You think? Oh, see, I think. Yeah, I, I like the first one. I think it's going to be like the I got a twitchy arm and I'm accidentally bidding at an auction mm-hmm. kind of bit. Yeah, if this was ABC Family. I would trust Maybe. it. But it's Hallmark and I feel like they're going to cut that corner so fast. Wow. <sighs> <sighs> So Tamara goes into Valerie's office and starts to tell Valerie that last night her son asked what's a Christmas miracle and Valerie's like just cut to the chase. And so Tamara gives her a list of a bunch of Christmas miracles that have already been covered in the press but says in a city as big as Denver there are bound to be more miracles to uncover. Oh, okay. I thought she was pitching a listicle of top 10 real life Christmas miracles and I was going to die. <laughs> what is one? Ex- I can't even think of one Christmas miracle. I- oh, it was something like a firefighter saves his grandmother's house from burning down on Christmas Eve. It was like something that's like that. It's just a dude doing his job <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Yeah. That's his. That's literally his job. Uh, my only Christmas miracle is that I, the engine in my car seized on the way to seeing uh, The Lord of the Rings, uh, the first one and I didn't get to see the film and Later, I didn't like it because I'm a monster. That's a Christmas miracle in my life. Okay. <laughs> um, so Valerie says, oh, I have a I have a meeting with the big boss editor-in-chief later, so I'll bring this with her. I'm bringing a bunch of pitches. So later, right after Valerie gets out of her meeting, Marcus comes in and is like, I have, I have the proofs for the December recipe spread. And they're like these little reindeer cookies, you know. And Valerie's like, there's so much pressure on this Christmas edition to be the best ever. Are these the best ever? You need to give readers a reason to run to their kitchen. <laughs> because it's on fire and you don't want another Christmas miracle situation <laughs> where grandma gets burned down. <laughs> then Tamara goes into uh, Valerie's office to talk to her and she says, how'd the meeting go? And Valerie says, she torpedoed all of our cover story ideas. But fortunately, I came up with something on the fly that she liked. Perfect. We're going to trap you in a snow globe. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's another Christina Milian movie. I just love her. 
<laughs> Who doesn't? She's an American treasure. Have you seen Snow Globe 2? No. Listen, I, I, just quick sideline. Side. It's actually not a sequel, but Christina Milian is in it. It's <gasps> I ca- love those. Yes. And so it, there is continuity within the universe, but it is just a knockoff of Snow Globe, but with like a white woman and then Christina Milian playing like the ghost that kind of guides her to things. I need Wait, is that the Alicia Witt movie? Nothing. Yes. Okay, I have seen it. Where, where she's, a, where she's like a, a Christmas it. movie producer who hates yes. Christmas. <gasps> Finally a meta one. Yeah. Oh, it's See, a few I, years ago. I know, but oh, we so keep good. saying we're not going to get a meta one. So I need some Christmas movie producers. Yeah. So that night, um, Tamara and Nancy have, have been having dinner at Tamara's house. Tamara admits she's having a hard time adjusting to splitting her time between being a mom and being in the workforce. And, you know, she looks at Tyler and Tyler's asleep on the couch. Tamara says, I promise to give Tyler a special Christmas. And Nancy says, well, the best memories are all small moments. And Tamara says, I remember when I was a kid, my mom used to hide one secret Christmas present for each of us, me and my sister, and finding it was the most special part of Christmas. I think they were just nosy kids and open things in closets. I don't. I don't think they were hiding presents at all. It sounds a little bit like Easter to me. Yeah. But I'm I like. I like that you're just like we knew where they hid the presents, and so we unwrapped them early, and they were like, "That's the game." Um, so the next day, uh, Boss Valerie has called a staff meeting. And it's everybody from the previous meeting. Uh, and she of says, course. the editor-in-chief approved a bunch of story ideas, so I'm going to hand them out. All except for the cover story, I'm going to handle that myself. Selfish. Yeah. And Tamara asks Valerie if she can get a tree for the office after work, since she's going with her son anyway. She is so selfless. Just asking for office trees. I know. Yeah. I'm... When this woman and... has clearly stolen her cover story, <laughs> yeah, ask obviously. the right questions. Obviously. And I want to point out again, there is already a Christmas tree in the conference room. Oh, so she's just throwing shade at the Christmas she's tree. She's getting in the like an extra tree. Yeah. She's like, this tree sucks. I'll get you a good tree. Yeah, I'm always amused by this because I know that part of Hallmark's mandate is they want Christmas in every frame. But there's usually a part where somebody has to go get Christmas decorations for the person who doesn't want them. But then there's already Christmas decorations up. And <laughs> this one, it's just they just like double the Christmas, but there's already a lot of Christmas there. I love the phrase double the Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Too much Christmas in the office. Into it. Mm -hmm. So Valerie says, that's a great idea. Uh, Marcus can go with you and help you carry it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, you get out of here and get a Christmas tree while I steal your story. You exactly called it. Okay. So um, Let me set you up on this date. (laughs) (laughs) So Tamara and Tyler meet Marcus at the tree lot, and Tyler Shy doesn't want to talk. And Marcus says, you know, I was really shy as a kid. Uh, my mom used to call me the observer. That's why I started taking pictures. Guys, I don't like where this is going. I know. I, I'm all <laughs> that. Is, like, I went. I went, I went showing them pictures. I went to a dark place. Yeah. Yeah. Too. I'm feeling a little like peeping that. Tom right now. Yes, exactly. I know that's not the case. Loki wanted to be. I, I, I went the same way in my brain. and I didn't like it either. And Tyler says, my mom's a writer. And, you know, Tamara repeats, she took some time off to raise her son, who's like seven, by the way. So he's in school, but he's not raised. He's not like 12. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she wanted to get back to writing. And as they talk, Tyler says he found he found the tree. It's huge. 
it's too big that they're ha- for their house that they're living in. But Tyler says, oh, you promised me I could pick out whatever tree I wanted. Of course, Marcus swoops in and says, well, this is a scotch pine. It's a sturdy choice for needle retention. But this small spruce over here, that's like a kid-sized tree. Legend has it that that's the first Christmas tree that St. Nick tro- chopped down and brought to his house. Man, that guy can sell yeah. snow to fucking Eskimos. <laughs> okay. So um, Tyler says, I want the Santa Claus tree. And so they get the bigger tree for the office. Oh, perfect. Because they have higher ceilings. Yes. So they go to the office with decorations. Um, So basically the office had had garlands and wreaths, but now they're adding just stuff to this Christmas tree that's in the lobby where there wasn't a tree before. Like a stapler? Like what is it? (laughs) It's an office, right? (laughs) You know, like standard like tinsel and bulbs and stuff. Okay. You know, just that stuff you have hanging around an office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Christmas office. If you've never hung a Christmas ornament with a straightened out paperclip you know i I don't know Mm -hmm. the next day Tamara walks past her boss's valerie's office and hears the editor-in-chief telling valerie her concept for a real christmas miracle was brilliant just what the magazine needed (gasps) so you were right everybody finally man because i have been (laughs) i have been shooting blanks this is no that was a that was a that was a slam dunk right there and so Tamara goes to marcus's office she's like i know what i'm gonna do valerie stole my idea and Marcus says, Valerie feels like she has something to prove because the editor-in-chief came down really hard on her. Don't let her know you're onto her. And Tamara says, have you met my face? It pretty much tells the tale. <laughs> have you met my face? Mm-hmm. That's a great line. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a question. Do we think there's going to be a proposal? Is there going to be a proposal for Marcus by the end of this movie? Is this uh, that movie? We don't because he's a, already connected with the kid. We don't tend to get a promo- proposal. Usually what we say, especially in Hallmark, uh, the kiss at the end of the movie is a right, proposal. We never say one, as right. soon as we kiss once and that means we will get married and never look at another human being ever again. Yes. That's, that's okay. Just... <laughs> okay. Yeah. And um, immediately, right after Valerie finds her in Marcus's office, and Valerie and uh, uh, Tamara's like, "No, no, no, I have your coffee and your coffee. It's fine." And she's trying to be normal, you know, and she mm-hmm. sort of succeeds. But have you seen her face? <laughs> and next, Valerie's in the conference room meeting with another reporter who sort of looks like young George Takei. So I'm just going to call him George Takei. Perfect. Um, and she says, keep this under wraps, but find me a Christmas miracle. And you're looking at the biggest Christmas bonus you've ever had. Fa- okay. So now, now not only did Valerie, Valerie yes. stole the story, mm-hmm. but now she's farming out the lake. To work. George Takei, yes. Oh, he's got to become our friend and, and sell out Valerie. I think that's we're gonna scoop mm. Valerie. I think that's the only way we win here. And Tamara goes over to Marcus, and Marcus is like, "How's it going?" And she says, "It's all gingerbread and jelly beans." So yeah. she's in a lot of denial. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. she says, "I just need to work that much harder to prove myself." And Marcus says, "You need a break. Let's go. You know, let's go take a walk." Oh, good thing she had him there to to let her know. <laughs> so they're walking around outside drinking coffee. And he says, why don't you find your own Christmas miracle and report on it and give the editor-in-chief a more heartfelt story? And Tamara says, you just want to turn the tables on Valerie. You don't even know if I'm a good writer. And Marcus says, if Valerie stole your idea, you're a great writer. Well, and also, who wouldn't want to turn the tables on Valerie? Yeah, Valerie yeah. Jeez, awful. She is asking for it. I also like, if she stole your idea, you're a great writer. No, if she stole your idea, work. you had a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have plenty of good ideas. I can't necessarily put good words on all of them. Also, I haven't heard a good idea yet out of this room. <laughs> like these guys, I mean, really, a Christmas miracle? Is it a that? real Christmas, Christmas miracle, miracle in Denver. Mm-hmm. 
the Broncos end uh, with a winning record. I, ah, I got you again, Broncos. I got faith. I think I think she's going to pull it off. <laughs> I have faith. I just wanted another one right. And they just happen to end up outside the winter camp while they're walking. So Tamara peeks her head in. Tyler's sitting at a desk by himself. Wait. So, sorry. I'm sorry. She left her office and she's just now outside winter camp. She's taking a walk I- and it happens to be by winter camp. Yeah. And now she's inside where she can see. She goes, Ooh. yeah, she peeks her head in and all the other kids are playing and he's just sitting by himself at a desk. Okay. Helicopter mom. <laughs> he, your son making a friend, I don't think is a very sellable winter mir- Christmas miracle <laughs> story, but I'm worried but that's what it is. Is this moment going to turn into one where he gets even more rejected? Is something bad going to happen? Oh, she, she gets chased out. They're like, there's a weird lady. That's my mom. So uh, that <gasps> evening. Tyler and Tamara walk back to the Christmas Plaza and go talk to Santa Dean, who's taking a break. And during his break, he's literally donating his his tips to charity. He's like putting them in the charity bucket. Oh, thought really you were going to say bone marrow. I don't know why. I'm just like, <laughs> what a way to spend a break. I wanted it to be the exact opposite. I would be just sitting sitting on the, the sidewalk and a kid comes up, Santa Dean, Santa Dean, I'm on a break, kid. Leave me alone. <laughs> And Santa Dean asks Tyler what his favorite Christmas song is, but Tyler won't speak because he's too shy. So Tamara says, it's Silent Night. Every child's favorite Christmas song is Silent Night. Well, every child in a movie like this loves a song that you don't have to pay royalties on. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And the, the irony of him not talking and it's loving Silent, Silent Night. Night. Solid. Mm-hmm. That's and a good point. That, you can tell the person who wrote this is an ideas person because that is good writing. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. As long as you have a good idea, you're a good writer. That's what we've learned. And they run into Aunt Nancy and she says, yeah, Tamara, you should write your story anyway. I, I, that's what I've been thinking. And Tamara says, that's what Marcus from work told me to do. And Nancy says, you know, if this temp assignment doesn't work, uh, at least you'll have a sample when you're looking for a new job. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is solid advice, mm-hmm. I guess. And Santa Dean comes back from break and announces he's playing a request by his young friend Tyler and plays Silent Night. Tyler, I'm sorry, but no. he needs to learn how to advocate for himself. <laughs> I know he's seven, but he's going through it. I want Jingle Ball Rock. How dare you? It's a little bit of practice. <laughs> and the next day at work, Tamara tells Marcus she's going to go for it. She's going to write her own article. And he says, great, I'll take the pictures for you and do the layout. And she says, the real miracle will be finishing on time. I mean, accurate. We are deep into December at this point. (laughs) Is it even going to be able to print in time? Isn't this a magazine? Magazines have to happen weeks ahead of time. Weeks, if not months. Yeah. (laughs) So in the conference room, George Takei brings a younger couple in to meet Valerie. And they tell her they're both librarians. And the wife has had writer's block for a year on her first novel. They moved to a new apartment and found a first edition of A Christmas Carol under the floorboards. They plan to sell this book and give the proceeds to fund the kids' section of the library where they both work, which is facing cutbacks. And Valerie says, that sounds like a Christmas miracle. That sounds like bullshit. And they were like, no, the real Christmas miracle is that a ghost came and stopped them, and now they're haunted by it, but it cured her writer's block. Um, And uh, Tamara and Tyler go ice skating, and they see the kids from camp, but Tyler is shy. And they run into Marcus, who's just there ice skating. Of know? course. Yeah. Unavoidable. Yeah. Marcus says, you know, my family moved like six times when I was a kid because my dad was in the service. And I just learned to seek out other shy kids like me or else I wouldn't have made friends. Just go say hi. So Tyler goes and says hi to the other kids and goes skating with them. Wow. He fixed that so quick. Just that easy. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Marcus. That's a Christmas mm-hmm. miracle. Right about that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and Marcus says, uh, I found an artist who I think is a real life Christmas miracle. And Tamara says, it needs a more emotional angle. Uh, I trust my gut. My gut is telling me we haven't found it yet. Of course, someone bumps into her when she's skating and she falls, but Marcus catches her. So uh, next, Tamara, Tyler, and Marcus go to the Christmas market, and she says, this is where I was inspired for my article. Something keeps us coming back to see Santa Dean. Okay, but she's still not convinced that Santa Dean is the Christmas miracle? I can't figure out how Santa Dean is the Christmas. He's okay, interesting, but, but other than just like, hey, he's this guy. But he gave all his tips to charity. He did. That's there's nice. A, there's a backstory there. Oh, you think he's got a back? The backstory is his story is the Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. I get you. I yeah. thought it was something he was going to do. That's a good point. And Tamara brings Marcus over to meet Santa Dean. And Tyler says he wishes he could play the piano. So Sanadine sits him down on the bench next to him and they play jingle bells together oh. and Sanadine teaches him how to play. As long as it's not chopsticks or heart and soul, I'm into it. Wow, people are teaching Tyler lessons so quickly. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a bright kid. He's a bright kid with it's a It's been a big day for Tyler. He learned <laughs> piano and made his first friend he ever. Piano yes. and friends. And Tyler says he can practice the piano at winter camp because they have a piano. I want a tank top that just says winter camp. <laughs> winter camp. Denver 2019. So on board for it. And on the back it says friend of Tyler. This is the Hallmark merch I want. Yeah. And uh, Tamara says, thank you so much. And Santa Dean says, oh, I'm just a retiree who likes to make people happy. Oh. And uh, Tamara's like, there's something about your music that sounds so familiar. It's kind of, you know, jazzy. And uh, oh, he's got a he's got a more of a past than even I expected when you when you drop the past thing. Were you in Rocky Horror? <laughs> <laughs> and Santa so, Dean. Spin to, City, right? To be clear then, so Santa Dean is definitely like an old rock star hiding out and like playing now under a different identity, I guess. Something like that. To yeah, get he was to fam- for tips instead of actually producing an album for charity. He was famous in some way, okay, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I haven't quite put it together. Santa Dean just says, I was inspired by the best. Uh, I got to go back to playing now. Well, not me, nothing. <laughs> no facts here. Nope. No. And so Marcus and Tamara agree that there's a story here. So that night, they're back at her house and they're discussing how to proceed with the story. And Tamara looks over at the couch and she smiles because Tyler went to sleep in his own bed for the first time instead Aww. of sleeping on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like the bar is so low for Tyler. <laughs> it's like we we are just applauding him for... Hey, sleeping in his friends, bed and talking. Piano, slept in a bed. But I can, I'm gonna be real. My heart does break for him a little bit. He's, he's, he's got a real. A he's got a real. He's got a real Bella Swan problem. It's like, oh, my life is so hard, and then it's like, but you're amazing. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. everybody's totally. everybody's just just praising him for some pretty easy stuff. Well, it's crazy because he ke- if he keeps playing the victim long enough, people keep teaching him things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, hasn't, he hasn't learned a re- reason not to. The Christmas miracle and all this is like Tyler is like a very intelligent 40-year-old man playing a child. And he's just like... <laughs> he's pulling the orphan. Yes. This is a full orphan situation. <laughs> On the next day uh, at a staff meeting, Boss Valerie tells everyone that she won't announce the cover story until the exclusivity contract is signed. And they, oh, yeah, and they check okay. in about all the rest of the articles in the big Christmas edition. Not T- suspicious. T- no. ticking, ticking clock without any actual deadline other than signing the thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marcus and Tamara, oh, later they walk and talk outside and they see Santa Dean leaving the Smile Diner. 
And Marcus says, go in there. And Tamara's like, oh, it's kind of an invasion of his privacy. And Marcus is like, you're not a Girl Scout. You're a journalist. You're a girl reporter. I have never seen a business with the word smile in it that wasn't a dentist. Right. Yeah. This is definitely a dentist diner. Or <laughs> okay. well, at least a dentist themed diner. Either, yeah. It's either a diner for dentists or like you have chairs that you lay back in and they have like all that overhead lighting. Light comes out. So. And there's a there's the mirror. You could just watch yourself eat a hamburger. You don't eat with forks and knives. You eat with just those like clinky metal things. It's like you stab at it. There's, oh, yeah. there's, there's not mm-hmm. napkins. It's just the suction thing. <laughs> <laughs> coming soon smile diner <laughs> so uh tamra goes in and talks to the waitress and it's like he looked familiar and waitress says oh not many people recognize him anymore you must be a big jazz fan jazz. he was dean wanamaker of the wanamaker trio oh he was the third wanamaker we're gonna get the wanamakers back together the that's the Jonas. miracle oh they are brothers <sighs> And they they haven't spoken since they broke up. We're getting the band back together. That's the miracle. That's oh. what I say. And uh, the next day, Tyler's super excited to go to winter camp. Uh, and at work, Tamara has tracked down Dean's old bassist, Paul. Wanamaker? No. Damn it. So he's just the lead. Damn it. I thought they were all Wanamakers. She interviews Paul while Marcus takes pictures. And Paul tells them that Dean tried to maintain his presence in his daughter's life after his divorce. Once she graduated high school, she wouldn't take his calls anymore. And that's when Dean lost his heart for music. Except for every day in the park where he plays music all day. You know, it sounds like Dean did something real bad that we're never going to hear about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, honestly, if he's being treated that way, maybe we just respect the guy and <laughs> move yeah. on. But I'm, something tells me that's not what's going to happen. In a different genre, 100%. <laughs> there's a darker secret. Also, did we skip something very important with Tyler he's excited to go to winter camp because he's there's he, a piano because there's a piano and there's because a, he made friends he, ice skating. he has a friend and he has a piano I don't know I feel like this is going to end up being a crush situation too like he plays piano and some little girl there likes it Ooh, like a double romance situation he's the nice. B romance mm-hmm. I like it and mm-hmm. uh, Tamara and Marcus agree that they have to find a way to help Dean it's about more than just the story this time oh mm-hmm. So she cares, whereas the other one's a mercenary. That's why she's yeah. going to win. Okay. Well, she has heart and she has great ideas. She has great <laughs> ideas and heart. So, yes. And the other one has young George Takei and stolen ideas. Yes. All right. And so Tamara and Marcus go together to pick up Tyler from winter camp. And Tyler's playing piano with his new friend. Oh, just a friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, daycare lady says, oh, you must be Tyler's dad. And they're just like, oh, no, he's just a friend from work. You know. Perfect. And uh, Tyler's friend comes over and says, can Tyler come over for dinner tonight? She has a free babysitter for the evening. Perfect. Mm -hmm. As somebody who played piano for nine years, not a way to make friends. Mm. I just need to say that. Seems like a pretty solitary activity. (laughs) It really is, yeah. But it's crazy that he learned piano so fast. Yeah. Again, I mean, this kid is a prodigy. And you've met seven-year-olds. They're just going to play Jingle Bells for yeah, four Yeah, exactly. It was, just, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was Jingle, it was jingle <laughs> Bells that he learned before from Mr. Wanamaker. So Marcus and Tamara go to, like, the Christmas market thing and find Santa Dean sitting on a bench. And Tamara tells him she's an aspiring journalist. And Marcus quietly takes pictures from, you know, a little bit of ways yeah. away. Yeah. Oh, from, like, an inappropriate distance where he doesn't know he's being photographed? 100%. Yeah, he doesn't know really he's being photographed. <laughs> cool. Love that. <laughs> And Tamara says, I can't imagine being separated from my child as long as you have been. Paul was worried about you. 
If you let me tell your story, I might be able to help. Sanadine says, you just like a big expose of a washed out jazz musician playing for tips in the park. Yeah, he just freaks out. I mean, Absolutely. I like that expose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now we know what's going to happen because uh, those pictures were taken without his permission, which means her boss, Valerie, is so ruthless that when she finds those pictures and then eventually does take the idea and run it without Tamara's permission, then it will make her look bad. But oh. actually, she has a good heart. And wouldn't have run that story once she realized he didn't want it run. Ooh, I like it. If we weren't over halfway through the movie, I would say you're probably <laughs> right. Double, double reverse. I think we're just going to tell, tell, I think we're it's just going to. straightforward. Yeah, we, yeah, it's Hallmark. We're going to just, we're going to win the race. Of, we're going to win the battle of Christmas miracles. Okay. So Tamara gives Santa Dean her card and says, call me if you change your mind. And Dean leaves, but Marcus stops him and says, she's drawn to you for a reason. She wants to write a story about a big Christmas miracle, but it's not just about a byline for her. It's about making a family whole for Christmas. That's so sweet. And it's something that only a woman with that comes from a broken family would have the power to do. Yeah. You got to Yeah. You're from a broken family. You can fix a family. Uh, and the next day at work, Marcus and Tamara are discussing how to proceed with Santa Dean anyway to help him reconnect with his daughter, like what they can do to help. And Valerie comes in and tells them that she needs a photo shoot for the cover story couple. So they both have to work this weekend. Oh, tricky, tricky reunion between Santa Dean and daughter mm. at some point here, maybe at the cover photo shoot. Um, and... Tamara asks Marcus if he can come caroling with her and her son and her son's new friend. And she says, I know you're not a ho, ho, ho guy. And Whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and Marcus says, I'm not a no, no, no guy either. Oh, Ooh. Marcus. Taka. All right. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tamara goes back to her office and Googles Sissy Wanamaker. Absolutely. Dean's daughter. Yeah, the daughter. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if she went back to the office and Googled no, no, no guy? <laughs> She's like, does this joke work? What, what is a no, no? Ooh, I like the images. Nice. I like a no, no, no guy. <laughs> and then at caroling, Marcus meets Nancy, best friend, and they have fun caroling together. And they actually get Marcus to sing. So his heart's warming up to Christmas oh. a little bit. Okay. And the next night, uh, Tamara is backstage at the Nutcracker talking to Sissy, who's holding a violin. And Sissy says, he wasn't father of the year. And Tamara says, But she still became a musician. Mm -hmm. I like that. Our mistakes make us better parents. There must be some good memories. Sissy says, he spent the whole weekend teaching me Silent Night on the violin, but not because he wanted me to succeed, just because he didn't want to watch the daughter of a jazz musician fail. Can't wait to see Sissy play Silent Night for... Uh, Tyler, this is but Tyler's with Santa Dean, and Tyler's it'll be a full favorite. circle little family reunion. Yeah, it's Tyler's favorite song. But also, uh, to be clear, nothing really bad happened. He was just a dad that was hard on her. We're gonna get to it. Okay. Yeah, I think we got one we more think, thing. Okay, okay, one more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go with he was a drunk. I think we're just, I think we're going with he's just in a Hallmark movie. He just had to. He had, I think if he dried out, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. Which is like, what's the biggest crime he could have committed in a Hallmark movie? I feel like he was he was distant and maybe a drunk, and then he realized it and he tried it. He didn't do anything bad. He just was a drunk. What if he didn't show up to something? And well, what yeah, if that he something didn't was show on Christmas? Up. He didn't show up to the. Or, oh, I thought right. that was already implied. Whole, okay. He didn't show up to the recital. I thought there was just more than that. Yeah, I think that's implied. And Tamara goes outside to join Marcus, and he shows her a picture that he took of Santa Dean coming to see the Nutcracker. 
Oh, so he's secretly been going to see his daughter, even though his daughter thinks he never showed up for mm-hmm. any of her stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, plot twist. He's not a deadbeat dad. He's, but he's now he's respecting like the fact that she hates him. He's like, he's still proud of her, but he's like, I'm going to acknowledge your boundaries. Gonna, yeah, okay, I'm not going to bug you. Yeah. Also, Marcus doesn't miss a beat, does he? he does no, not. he's. He is the observer. He is he the is PB the Tom. observer. <laughs> Uh, so that He's the night, only good reporter of this whole thing, to be honest. So that night, um, Marcus and Tamara are running the photo shoot for the cover story for the magazine. And Marcus is taking pictures of the wife librarian and the Dickens book, like, on a pedestal. And Tamara talks to husband librarian who says, this will be a win-win. We hope this will launch her career as a novelist. Oh, see, I said it was all bullshit. Yeah, this is just this is just a, a made-up story for uh, to get attention on her book uh, the next day uh, marcus says the dickens couple seemed nice and Tamara says they seemed off you know my my gut doesn't lie uh, and she gets a text that says i'm ready for that miracle santa dean oh so she brings him a christmas tree <laughs> <laughs> so the next day Tamara and marcus interview santa dean and she asks what made him change her mind and he he says seeing you with your son when Sissy was born and they put her in my arms, I promised to be the best dad I could be. When Sissy cut off all communication, it was like losing a limb. I was supposed to make a speech at her high school graduation, and my plane from London was delayed. We had a big there fight. Girl, I did say. You got it. It no, was a no. double no-show. And that's, a yeah. better, that's better than a recital even. Yeah, because now she looks like an ass in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's solid. And Tamara says, why don't you play a free concert with the trio in the park and dedicate it to Sissy? This isn't about my story. It's about you and your daughter. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And this like very obvious misunderstanding that can be cleared up pretty simply. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and later at home, uh, Tamara keeps working on her article. And that night, Valerie texts Tamara to get Marcus working on the photos of the Christmas Carol librarians. She wants a close up of like the inscription in the book. So oh, when Tamara opens that the picture is, and looks at it. That is what's going to give away why this book is a fake and then she uses her friend google to go look up a signed copy of the christmas carol on ebay and compares the pictures like this is not charles dickens signature she she's a professional when it comes to google (laughs) she just knows how to search her way to anything (laughs) imagine um, if she used bing this would never happen (laughs) and marcus texts her and she says i finished my article and he says let me buy you dinner to celebrate so uh, at the restaurant, Tamara hands him a printed copy of her article and a cover folder, like a plastic like report folder from middle school. <laughs> wow, which she must have saved from them because those are not available anymore, right? I, yeah, I have not seen one. I loved those. Mm-hmm. I have not seen one in a very long time. And then we sort of dissolve to dessert uh, when Marcus has just finished reading the article. So I don't know how long it was. I don't know how fast they ate. They could have been there centuries. Yes. <laughs> He's a very slow reader, but she did have three cocktails while she was waiting, so <laughs> nobody's complained. Tyler's now 14. No, um, <laughs> and uh, Marcus says, wow, your writing is so poetic. And Tamara says she just hopes her words give Sissy the budge she needs to give her dad a second chance. She plans to give it to Valerie first thing. And she's like, also, something's been eating at me about the Christmas Carol couple. A signed first edition only went for a few thousand dollars recently, which is a small amount against the publicity of launching a new book. Dun, dun, dun. They're Amityville whoring this thing. Mm -hmm. And she says, I want to tell Valerie first thing. And Marcus says, 
don't, it could go badly. And Tamara says, I have to. I don't want this to hurt Valerie's career. And Marcus says, I'm sure she she did fact checking. And Valerie's like, this is about doing what's right. And she storms off. This is some reporter shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So next morning, Tamara's in Valerie's office. And Valerie says, my fact checkers went over everything. You're really telling me this an hour before my meeting with the editor-in-chief? And Marcus comes in and says, she's right. The story is bogus. I was searching the internet and I found a first edition of The Christmas Carol that was purchased here a week and a half ago. And it's identical. What would we do without Google? Exactly. <laughs> this is, this is a very Google-centric. Mm-hmm. And Valerie says, well, this leaves a gaping hole in my presentation now. Dun, dun, dun. Look at this thing in an orange Trapper Keeper folder. <laughs> yes, and so they're in the meeting with the editor-in-chief, and editor-in-chief says, wow, this exceeded my expectations. And Valerie says, well, you know, it was all Tamara and Marcus's idea for the cover story. And, and the editor uh, says, but look at this plastic cover. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what sold me. And editor-in-chief says, this isn't a completed Christmas miracle yet, is it? And they're like, what? (laughs) And she says... She says, it will be tonight. At the free concert. (laughs) Uh, She says... (laughs) I got three tickets. This was actually your first assignment. Welcome to the staff. Oh, Oh, she just covers her ass. Like, she's like... I'm so overworked. I thought that her editor just wanted more. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's the same. Like, oh, God, notes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's the same. It was like, she just covers her ass. Like, you're hired. Uh, So after the meeting, Valerie thanks Tamara and Marcus and apologizes for stealing her idea and for being difficult. And she tells Marcus she only pushes him because she knows what he's capable of. Ooh. Yeah. It's Mm. a very weird thing to say. I hate hate that. Mm -hmm. I've heard that many a times. It is Mm -hmm. never honest. And then Marcus looks at her like, lady, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) You stole the story. And then knowingly nods. Let's let's go back to that. And uh, so Valerie leaves and Tamara says, why did you help me? And Marcus says, I trusted your gut. And I wanted to fuck you. I oh, sorry. Say, I wanted to fuck your gut. <laughs> I, I wanted to just go like, I don't have a gut. <laughs> I work very hard. She does look really good in this I movie. No doubt. Um, so now it's Christmas Eve and Marcus comes over with a present for Tamara and Tyler. It's a frame picture of the two of them together. Oh, where did he get that? Wait, the, who's in the picture? <laughs> T- uh, it's Tyler a frame picture of Tyler oh, Tamara and Tamara. Tyler. Oh, okay, okay. So took. the observer took. Yes. Got it. Got okay. it. Okay. Yeah, it was the same way. I had that okay. backwards. Okay. I was like, is there another observer? Was it a good picture, though? Yeah, it's a sweet picture of them okay. sitting on the bench in the Christmas market. I just want to make sure he's really got it. Yeah. <laughs> he's earned this. Yeah. He's great for a mid-level lifestyle magazine in Denver. Got it. He's yeah. Denver great. Got it. Um, so Marcus says, you guys ready to go to Santa Dean's concert? Except a delivery guy shows up with a special delivery for Tyler. What could it be? Any guesses? Well, it can't be a piano. A camera. A camera. No, it has to be a piano. He's a musician now. (laughs) Well, like a keyboard. I guess it could be a keyboard. It's a keyboard from Santa Dean. Yes. There we go. And Tyler says to his mom, you kept your promise. This is the best Christmas ever. Oh wait, well, he's what? only like six or seven, yeah. so he hasn't had a lot of Christmas. So his her, her promise was a Christmas miracle, and his interpretation of that promise was Santa Dean's <laughs> gift to him. Is yeah, it, this is a, a good present. Twenty five dollar okay. Casio. Wow, she lucked out because she didn't have a backup. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, she's been Just working be on clear, the story. She has not been to the store. Yeah, she has she's, no Christmas miracle for Tyler, no hidden, despite her promise. Hidden mm-hmm. print. Okay, okay. <laughs> 
So at the square, Dean and Paul and their drummer are setting up and they all apologize to each other for breaking up so long ago and not being in touch. Nancy comes up to Tamara and says she's proud of Tamara for all the work she did on the big Christmas edition. And Tamara says she just hopes Sissy shows up because the big Christmas issue hit stands a week ago. Oh, so Dump. she wrote the story and said this is going to happen. It's a it's a can't it's a never been kissed situation where mm-hmm. I put the story out. You should the you should make the reunion happen mm-hmm. in the story. OK, I get it. OK. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nancy and Tamara look at uh, Tyler and Marcus at the hot dog stand. And Tamara says, I think Tyler missed a male presence in his life. And Nancy says, he doesn't have to anymore. Oh, oh yikes. There it is. They be- still haven't, like, touched wow. each other. Be my kid's dad. <laughs> <laughs> who already we- has a dad, by the way, who lives in another state. In Savannah. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we ate, yeah, we ate dinner together once or twice. And you took some pictures. I mean, honestly, it sounds like me on a second date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sam Dean introduces the show, and he says this is their first show together in a dozen years. The show is dedicated to his daughter, Sissy, and Christmas is a time for forgiveness. He's been living a life full of regret, and he met someone who restored his hope. Okay, you guys want to hear some music? One, two, three, four. Jazzy Silent, Silent Night. Night. Yes. Oh, Holy no, they're God. about to start, and they hear Silent Night on the violin. <gasps> Oh, even okay. better. I, you know what? I give that points. Yeah, from the back. Entrance from the back. Yes, yes. Silent Night Sissy walking up. up. Playing. She comes on stage and plays Silent Night with him. And that's the part in the movie when I started crying. No, that's actually pretty sweet. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. And uh, Marcus tells Tamara, you did a very good thing this year. And Tamara says, we both did. So they don't join in with her? They just let her solo? No, they start playing with okay, her. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and Marcus says, you've got me believing in love again, which I didn't think was possible. Ooh. And Tamara says, you were a work in progress, remember? And he says, this work in progress is falling for you. Uh, nothing better than a sexy work in progress. <laughs> this work right? in progress is falling for you. This work in progress is almost done. This work in progress is falling for you. Still totally yep. a work in progress. Wow. Uh, and as it starts snowing... Tamara says, trust your gut. It never leads you astray. And then they kiss. Smooches. I love a kiss that comes after the L word. That's yes. my fave. No, that's where they. Because you got to tell them you love them first. Yeah. Well, you're not going to kiss somebody that you're going to maybe break up with in a day to 10 years. No, you've got to like, know it's, it's true love. Mm-hmm. One or the other. So, uh, uh, wait, real quick. Is that the very, is that the yes, very end? Yes, that's the end. Uh, they kiss, that's clearly the end. They, no, I assume that, <laughs> is there any acknowledgement of Tyler on the, is there that weird, like, and then Tyler's still over here after the kiss? No, is he no, kind of, he's okay. just with Nancy. Okay. And he looks up at Marcus and goes, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam, now that you've heard the plot of A Christmas Miracle, would you watch this movie? 10 out of 10 would watch. I am probably going to watch it tonight. <laughs> I mean, even though I know the end, obviously I w- it kept me guessing. <laughs> this this one worked. I don't know if I would watch it, but I uh, it, it as for the more generic ones, like this is pretty much right in the ballpark of mm-hmm. a Hallmark movie. Uh, this did not like start like I didn't start losing my will to live in the middle of it the way I sometimes do, where you're just like, oh yeah, connect the dots. Like this this was a pretty legit rom-com like like yeah no it was sweet i i like again i i don't know if i would watch it but i would recommend it if it's if it's your if a hallmark movie's your thing it doesn't transcend that but it's a 
it's a good one of those. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. while the vanquishing of Valerie was a little anticlimactic, because I, yeah. I love, I, I want to see a takedown. You can't have, we talked about but it with our friend. Home, yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't so have a true villain. A true, a tr- uh, the villain goes, yes. yeah, I was wrong. Yeah. And we're like, mm-hmm. okay, we're friends now. I mean, she barely got called out. But <laughs> yeah. it was she more... also got her ass saved when her whole yeah. story exploded. Right. In her Everybody face. really took care of each other in this movie, <laughs> which is, you know, it makes sense. Um, but I, I think that one of my problems with the Hallmark movies is they tend to end right away and you don't know what's happening. Oh, it's instant. And, and I, this movie, it had a real ending. You know, maybe new storytelling, a... but it feels like. It had a couple of wrap ups, which yeah. are yeah. rare. Yeah, yeah, it wrapped up nice. all the story points. Yeah. yeah we didn't really get to see time. the librarians get taken down. But other than that, it wrapped <laughs> <up>. <laughs> We didn't get to find out uh, all of the information that Google had collected on them no. and all of these searches and what nefarious oh, and uses And we didn't they hear were if George Takei actually got his Christmas bonus or not. Oh. Uh, yeah. I like to believe he didn't because he brought her a bullshit story. <laughs> so... I, yeah, I, I'd he recommend was the real this one. It's it. sweet. It doesn't have a lot of conflict, like a lot of Hallmark movies, but it's it's sweet and it's fun. The lead guy's really hot, and it's got some good acting in it. So you know, I like that it was Denver too. That's a weird choice. There, I, feel I like. haven't seen another one that's set in Denver. Yeah, but and it I, seems it's a place where you can get snow. Yeah, but it's a city, but it's not Chicago or New York. Mm-hmm. So. I was skeptical of a movie that only has one half of a Maori coupling, <laughs> but. I'm in. Well, she does a lot of them. She's the one who works. Yeah, do the um, Lifetime Hallmark movies. Tia does. Is Tia's the one who does like one of the fake the views? Yeah, she does like a panel show. Yeah, Yeah. but But it doesn't make me miss them any less. Oh yeah, no, they're they definitely talk like. So when are we teaming back up? Like, how long do we milk this until we can get the most money Mm. for a re-team? I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to sometimes. Parent Trap reboot. Uh, so, Sam, where can we find you on social media? You can find me at Sam Weinman on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also find um, my Christmas album right now on Spotify. So just type in Sam Weinman. And uh, I make LGBTQ-inclusive Christmas music every year. And um, I do it to raise some money for a good cause. I, I work or I volunteer with AIDS Lifecycle. And that uh, funds the Los Angeles LGBT Center, as well as the San Francisco AIDS Foundation. And so if you go to tofighthiv.org backslash Sam Weinman, you can make a donation of any amount. And you can get this year's holiday single and an acoustic version and a remix for free. We all that have the is awesome. Uh, and I, if, with your permission, I'll, I'm going to throw a little chunk of that at the end of this episode. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah just so it's people get a the warmest taste. fire. Fantastic. Listeners, if you're looking for another worthy cause for your year in giving, the LA LGBT Center is a great one. They have a wonderful youth center that houses a lot of LGBT, uh, transgender, queer uh, youth who might otherwise be homeless. Even if you don't live here, they're a really, really worthy charity that I like to give my time and money to. Awesome. Yeah. And now I'm back to social media. <laughs> oh, yeah. Plugs? Yes. Sure. Uh, hey, you all know me. I'm uh, J Dobbs Rosa, J-D-O-B-B-S-R-O-S-A. Everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, come and find me. I will uh, write you a bad joke, and I will let you know when Stu Mondell is high above a chase through the Southland, which is really my main hobby in life. And I'm on Instagram as Gangrene Jean. That's the disease plus the pants. And at Paula Hayfley on Twitter. You can follow Basic Pitch at Basic Pitch Pod on Instagram and Twitter or Basic Pitch Podcast on Facebook. 
Hey, and I'm just copycatting every podcast I listen to, but, you know, they're probably smarter than me. Can you go to uh, iTunes or whatever and, and, and rate us five stars? I don't even care if they only let you do four stars. Give us five stars and a great review. It really will just help get the word out about Basic Pitch because you're a fan, right? So happy pitching, everyone. And don't forget, Bosking Santas always beat Dickensian librarians. The real Christmas miracle is making friends playing the piano. Hmm. And winter camp. Oh, it's winter camp. <laughs>